The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Monday morning and taking a few minutes out of your day in God's Word. And we really hope that we can be a help and encouragement this morning as we continue to study God's Word. It's a Monday morning, beautiful day, and enjoying the nice weather as the heat is just around the corner. Uh, we are continuing 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Uh, we started, I missed Friday, I do apologize about that, but we, we finished Thursday dealing with this idea of strongholds and the idea, and sometimes we get the idea that stronghold is this kind of physical issue when we really look at the idea, the physical battle is a it's a symptom of a stronghold. It's deeper. The strongholds are spiritual. Um, I act a certain way based upon a thinking in my mind, things of that nature, but we don't have to be controlled by those. We can have freedom from that. We can have power over that. And, uh, and so what we're going to see today is we're going to look at really, please remember something I think it's important to understand in, in any kind of scripture interpretation, very simple truth. Uh, while we believe the Bible is inspired, that means God breathed, every word of it came from God, through human authors, but from God, through the Holy Spirit. Uh, we believe, number two, the Bible has been preserved. That means the same Bible that was given to the church in the New Testament that was written throughout all that time is still the same Bible we have today. We don't have a copy of it or we don't have a, uh, some of it's there. What we have has been preserved. All of it's been preserved by God. So what we look at is real. Uh, we also notice that, the, but the unique thing is the verse markings are not necessarily inspired or preserved. These are letters. Um, they were really divided up by you know, I'm a human author, you know, human authors throughout history who said as they were preaching, it was harder for people to follow them. So they added into this book, uh, verse, uh, verse numbers, chapter numbers. They weren't put in there by Paul in the center. This is just a, a letter written, a very long letter written to the church of Corinth. So when you look at this, you can go what we're going to do from verse four to five. And it's, it's, while it's, there's a comma there, the thought continues. You don't, don't break the thoughts up between, um, between verses in some of these canaries because the thought keeps and you have to in the spot. So I'm going to reread verse four, what we dealt with last time. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not human. They're not fleshly. Um, uh, but are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Please understand that pulling down is something we do. We can, through God's strength, we can pull these things down. You don't have to control us. You don't have to power us. We can have grace. We can have power over these strongholds. We can move to a place of freedom. We can move to a place of victory. And we can enjoy God's work in our life. We do not have to be consumed or controlled by these strongholds. Then it continues in verse 5. He says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ. Now, what we see there, he starts off with the idea of casting down arguments. Now, please understand, uh, it's important to look, you know, when we look at the tense, what is he saying? Casting down. This is not something someone else does for me. This is something I do. I cast down. Uh, now, arguments, we can look at it. And in a different ways, really what he's doing is he's, again, he's confronting and he's teaching a church that's uh, dealing with false teaching. He's teaching, you know, this church has been hearing false teachers in the church. Uh, we can do that. You know, I'm, I'm all for looking out, following other people, you know, learning from other people. But the important thing is this, um, compare what you hear from the teachers to God's word. Uh, don't just say, well, that preacher said it. He seems like a good preacher. He's got a lot of followers on YouTube or whatever it be. Be careful that you compare everything. And I, I include that to me. What I would have said, I challenge anybody who is in our church, anybody who's listening, 
Take what has been said from the pulpit and compare it to Scripture. Um, you know, and you see, well, you've, I, I, plan, I don't plan to lie. I don't plan to go outside of Scripture. But it's important for you to go back and evaluate. Where did he get that? Because understand something. And when I study for a message, um, I hate to say that not everything I study makes that message. So there's so much even more you can dig into, learn, and can t- add, add to what you were given in a Sunday message. Uh, but here's the key. When you listen to someone, make sure you compare what they say to Scripture. Don't just take them at, at their word. Uh, humans are frail. They can make mistakes compared to Scripture. In this case, um, these humans were lying. They were teaching false teaching. And he said, so we are to cast down. We are to set aside every argument, every really false argument. So make sure. Now, here's the thing. You're not going to know every false argument because there's new ones coming up every day. The answer to know a false argument is to recognize the truth. When you know the truth, the Bible says the truth will set you free. And in knowing that, you can compare then all of these false arguments to truth. So don't spend your time studying out the false arguments. There's a place for apologetics, but apologetics is in learning the truth, to be able to refute those. So learn the truth and so that the false arguments, you might not even know why it's false. You don't have to. You just know it's false because um, it's not matching the arguments. You know, it's not matching the truth in Scripture. So he says, casting down the arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every high thing, it can be a cultural thinking. It can be a church thinking. It can be someone else's opinion. I cast down anything that would place itself in the knowledge of God. That would be a thinking. That would be a practice. That would be a belief system. So I mentioned a couple episodes ago, this is something that's very important to look at. Um, I believe that um, our actions, what we do, are a result of our belief system, and our belief system is a result of our thinking. Now, our thinking can be affected by many things. It can be affected by our emotions. Our beliefs, our thinking can be affected by what other people say, what we see on the news. Our thinking is constantly affected. There are millions of sources out in the world trying to influence your thinking. It's going to be political. It's going to be spiritual. It's going to be cultural. And there are all these people are trying to get to your thinking. And so the key is, be careful what you allow to influence your thinking because that changes your belief and your belief then affects your actions. In in Proverbs, I think it's four, it says, um, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of the beliefs of life. Guard your heart, really is what it's saying. Guard your heart, protect your heart, your mind, your thinking uh, diligently because what you put in establishes how you view life, how you view culture, politics, Christianity, all these different things. And so be careful what you allow to go in. Be careful what you believe because it affects how you act. So he says we cast down and we set aside everything that would say this is more important than Jesus. This is more important than um, biblical beliefs. The culture's big on this. You know, someone else's, this is a big one. Someone else's right um, transcends your religious beliefs. That's a big thing today. Now, please understand, I think we, we, we're not out to try to criticize anybody who disagrees with us, but if they tell us that their right transcends our thinking, it's not true. God's teaching transcends all of that. And that's what we stand by, lovingly, graciously, but firmly stand by that. So we cast down arguments, other people's arguments, and everything else that exalts itself against the knowledge, the truth, the teaching of God. Then it says, Bring into, bringing every thought into captivity, to the obedience of Christ. Now, this isn't important. We'll finish on every thought. Bring it to captivity. There are some. There are some thinkings that you're going. Thoughts you're going to have, and thinking you're going to hear, that is not biblical. 
All right? They're culturally wrong, they're biblically wrong. Um, Philippians, Paul says, what's everything pure, lovely, just? I don't remember all of it. He ultimately says, think on these things. Here's a simple principle. We will choose what we think on. We will choose what we dwell on. We will choose. If someone tells me something that I'm not sure is true, am I going to dwell on it or not? When I hear something that can compel me to become fearful, am I going to dwell on that fear or am I going to move beyond it? If I hear something uh, that, okay, God's not doing this or a teaching about Jesus, am I, what am I going to believe? And my belief often comes in what I dwell on. What is it at night that keeps you up? What is it during the day that compels you, that constantly has you dwelling and thinking on it? Paul says, think on these things. He says here, bring into captivity every thought to the obedience. So, Here's the thing, your thinking needs to match the truth of Scripture. Uh, so let me give you an example. Someone gossips to me, you know, it's really upset. How, how I want to deal with it. I want to find out the truth. No, well, it's obedience. What does Jesus say? In Matthew 18, go to the person. If I've heard something that's offensive, go to the person. I don't go to 10 other people. That's taking my thoughts into the obedience of Christ. And we could, we could bring up about a million other illustrations on that, but you hope I understand that. Filter what you hear, what you think, and what you believe through the Word of God. You know, James tells us, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Right, it's an important part there. So be quick to hear. I think it's important. Don't just jump to a conclusion when you hear something. Wait, find it out. What's really going on? Slow to speak. We, we're so quick in our day and age to give our opinions things. And many times we have really no idea what we're talking about. And then slow to speak. Then what happens is if I am quick to hear what people have to say, gain information, I'm slow to spew my knowledge or, or lack of in that case, guess what happens? I'm often slow to anger. And that's the key. We often are quick to anger because we're quick to jump to conclusions and it's a dangerous thing. That is, in any type of relationship, if we wanna be able to pull down strongholds, it starts with our thinking. Our strongholds become a result of our thinking due to emotions and what we hear, which, be, which is, develops a belief system, a belief system's how we act. There are people across our globe today acting, we think, in a weird way. We think sometimes in a, in a extreme way, but you know they're acting upon their beliefs because someone has convinced them that what they, what, what they believe is accurate. The truth is what sets us free. And so we need to be focusing on truth, what the Bible says. So I encourage you, this isn't why we encourage Bible and study, church, um, Bible study with other adults. Help us to make sure that our thinking is aligned with Jesus, with the teaching of the word of God. That's where strength, peace, and freedom come from. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Monday morning and giving me a chance to be part of your day. We hope it's a help. Hope it's an encouragement. Hope you stick with us as we continue to go verse by verse to the book of 2 Corinthians. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.